Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our two different points of view, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the somewhat Christmassy, cynical cinephile. (laughs) I'm Stephanie. I'm Hamilton. And today we are, we have a very special episode because we are jumping into the future. Are we? But it is everyone else's present. Or past. Uh, or past. Or past. Uh, um, we've skipped a few because we just couldn't wait to talk about a Biltmore Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one. This one's very close to our hearts. Um, fun fact, uh, Stephanie actually... Uh, grew up at the Biltmore. No. <laughs> <laughs> she is Mrs. Biltmore. Um, she, what did you guess you, you didn't audition, but you sent in a, a headshot to be <laughs> an extra... Applied. I applied for it to be an extra, but apparently they got like thousands of entries and only like, I don't know, like 30 people made. I don't know. It was a crazy number of people that applied. So it was a a shot in the dark. I got a shot. I shot shot. my shot. You shot your shot. And and I I didn't make it. But you still shot it. I did. And And also it's like an hour away from us, too. Yeah, we've been to the Biltmore. Yes, we have. It's a beautiful, uh, amazing place, especially at Christmas time. Oh my gosh, we did the the candlelight tour. Ooh, mm, very magical. Yeah. Um. So of course, when we heard this was being filmed, and with two of our favorite Hallmark actors, it was just you know something we've very much, as most people have been, I think, uh, for this year, the most anticipated for us at least. Uh, movie of the year. I would say so. I mean, this one usually the one that comes out um, around Thanksgiving time are the are the heavy hitters um so this this was a big one for me so I'm, i can't wait to hear this so so stephanie yes hamilton what did you think of a Biltmore christmas is this one that you would like to watch again mayhaps what would you be doing oh i got you would you like to watch this one again because you're not at Biltmore, or would you maybe have this on in the background while you're looking at brochures of Biltmore? Or maybe you don't ever want to watch this again because you are on that candlelight tour at the Biltmore Estate. <laughs> Which one is it? Well, I wish I was at the Biltmore right now, um, but not because I wouldn't want to watch this movie again, um, but just so I could experience, just be immersed yeah. more into this movie that I would 100% watch again. Nice, nice. It was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching it it was just a lot of fun to me you know there was just so much that of things that like aren't in your typical hallmark movie Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. brought a lot of of newness but then there was you know still that classic feel as well and yeah i i absolutely loved it and you can tell you can tell they're having fun too you know we we can always say when when the actors and everyone are on set and they're just having a great time with each other, that comes through in the performances. And yeah. it, it seemed like everyone was just having a blast. So you thought everyone in the movie was having a blast. But mm. what we really want to know, Hamilton, yeah. is were you having a blast watching this film? Would you watch a Biltmore Christmas again? Uh, yeah, I, I would watch it again. You know, I'm, well, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for time travel. Is there a button there? The the technical of this film, the lighting of this film, 
was not great. And I think I know why. And we are gonna, we're going to talk about why that is. Um, because this tends to happen in certain, um, certain movies and we'll, we will discuss, but so the, the lighting and a few other little issues popped up for me. Um, and I had a big problem with the ending. Whoa. A big problem with the ending. Big problem. Big old problem. But everything else, I mean, it was great. I mean, these are just little, uh, little me things that I had issues with, Uh, you know, if you're not me, the the cynical cinephile, it's the, the cynicism coming out. So if you're not me, you probably wouldn't even notice these things. Um, but no, I, I really, I really enjoyed this. I mean, to me, it met my expectations in every way except for the technical side. Mm. That darn technical. Darn technical. Always, always get you. <laughs> uh, well, I will give a quick plot summary. Please do. Lucy is writing a remake of a beloved classic movie. But when she visits the movie set location at the Biltmore Estate, she finds herself back in time (laughs) meeting the star of the film, Jack Houston. As she gets to know Jack in the past, she disappears from her present, only to fall in love with Jack, who chooses her for his future. Oh, that was a great plot summary. I think there needed to be more Jimmy Stewart in there, though. Uh, some sort of reference to, to good old Jimmy. Uh, in the plot summary? In the plot summary. Uh, maybe an accent thrown in here and there. <laughs> but uh, good old Christopher was really, uh, you know, pulling in some of that Jimmy into the early part of this movie, especially. The old, uh, gee, what's the big idea here? I loved all of that. That was just so much fun. Yeah, well, speaking of, uh, let's talk about our main characters. We Please. have, of course, Christopher Palaha, yes. who plays Jack. And I mean, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know my feelings for this man. So yeah, he's great. He he once again did not disappoint. And I do love that he it's like becoming a thing where he has to somehow mention or impersonate Jimmy Stewart mm-hmm. in these movies. And I was happy to see it once again in this one. Yeah. I mean, he just, mm, he's magic. He's like warm magic that mm. you just want to envelop yourself in, you know, oh. like he's just, he's just great. Like he, he can do any character, any yeah. character role. He just, he does it. And he is that person. And, you know, I'm thinking back last year to the Scrooge, like just, oh man that was like two years ago was it really time has no meaning and that's why we're talking about time travel tonight so yeah he was he was great yes and then we have the ever lovely and Mm. amazing bethany joy lens who plays lucy and when i heard that these two were being paired they're two of our favorites and the fact that they are together I just I knew it was going to be perfection. Yep. Yep. And and it absolutely was. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I'm a huge huge fan of uh, both of these uh, actors together. Did not disappoint. The chemistry through the roof. Uh, even for me, who doesn't even know what love is. What what is love? <laughs> uh, really through the roof here. Um, yeah. So just and the the real surprise for me though was Jonathan Frakes in this movie as the I, I don't know what to call him. He is His name was Winston in the movie, but yeah, he's like the Biltmore guy. I don't Biltmore know. Biltmore guy, but he was, you know, he was kind of like the the secret Santa magic man, wink to the camera kind of guy. 
Um, so he, yeah, he was great. He was just lovely. Uh, I've been a huge fan of him. He did a lot of great voice work, uh, obviously Star Trek, but he did a lot of great voice work after Star Trek um, and just a big, big old fan. So that brought a smile into my face right away. Yeah, I did. I mean, I was like, oh, is, is that like Star Trek guy? Or something? I got excited. I, I got excited. Know, I don't know him. He was in Gargoyles. Oh, man, he's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, but he did great in this movie. Yeah, he did. Uh, one of the things that I absolutely loved about this film you know, before we start talking about the, the old meat cute, which was super cute. The first part of this movie where they're showing the movie, I mean, the attention to detail in that part was just absolutely lovely. I mean, they had the correct aspect ratio for the time, the, uh, the film effect, the, you know, the sort of background that looked like an old movie. Even the sound had that sort of echoey sound from the old films, like just really beautiful attention to detail. So did you did you like the black and white as much as me? Or is that just a film buff kind of me thing? No, I loved it. And I, I enjoy black and white films. So this was really fun. And also because Chris Palaha gets to be in a black and white movie, just like Jimmy Stewart, who I assume he loves because he, you know, always is trying to emulate him. That made me really happy. So I hope it made Christopher Palaha as happy as it made you and I. Um, but yes, I love that. It was a really great touch. And I love that that's how it starts, that we're seeing it on our screen. Of course, you know, it's the movie that she's watching. Well, even, even the movie poster, like the movie yeah. poster, it was just, it was an old style. Like, so that stuff, they, they had some money in this film. The production value of certain things was really nice. Yeah. It felt really authentic. Yeah. But you mentioned the old meet cute and it is technically an old meet cute because she is meeting him in the past. But his present. But his present. (laughs) Yes. Um, Let's get the whiteboard up. But I, I loved this meet cute. Yeah. You know, her confusion hit, you know, him behind the paper, but you know, it's going to be him. Um, That shocked me. I was, I didn't think it was going to be him. That was a surprise (laughs) for me. (laughs) Um, uh, and he's just, you know, taken with her from, from the get go. Love at first sight, y'all. Yeah. You know, obviously she's shocked because he's a famous star, movie star, you know, to her and, you know, like her realizing, and they do this a lot. We've seen it a lot cause Lindsay Fonseca has done it with the, you know, where are you Christmas and next stop Christmas. And, um, it's just a lot of fun seeing Bethany Joy Lynn's in this role of her getting to be the sort of fish out of water mm-hmm. character. And I knew she would kill it and she did. Yeah, no, it was cool. I, I love how, you know, she's eager to go back to like, she has a plan to go back her friend that she meets at Biltmore. Like oh that. Oh my God. That, all that stuff is really cool. Cause it's like, I've discovered this thing. I want to explore it a little bit more. That was, that was really cool to me and something I didn't think we'd see, you know, I thought she'd get trapped there immediately, but she goes back of her own, uh, free will, which was a really nice little little touch. Because she's got a job to do, kid. Yeah. Oh, God. That, oh, man, that tickled me. Yeah, her friend's great. And then... Well, can we pause just for a moment please, on please. her friend, um, who is not her friend. She just meets her at the Biltmore right, on the tour. Right, but they become but friends. But they become yeah. friends. She was a surprise for me. I was not expecting to have a character like this in this movie. Yeah. And boy, howdy, as you would say, was she wonderful. She was. She cracked me up. She played this role perfectly. She added so much humor to the movie. And I love that she was just like sort of her lifeline in the present. 
um, like waiting for her yeah. <laughs> the whole time, looking out for her. And uh, so I just want to shout out Margaret, who was played by A.K. Benny Hoffman, and she was fantastic. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome to see, and uh, the way she just sort of went for it. You know, it wasn't subdued; it was just in your face, full throttle, and I was here for it. The only thing I, I didn't understand is why she didn't want to go with her, because she's such a huge fan of this film. It was it's strange that she didn't jump at the opportunity to go in with her. Well, I think she wanted to, but I think just a one way ticket. Lucy was like, I I think she just didn't know what would happen. Yeah. You know, she was just like, well. It seems to work for me. Um, maybe maybe we'll get a sequel and Margaret gets to go back, <laughs> back yeah. in time. Um, but yeah, I was kind of hoping maybe she would have like taken her with her at least maybe like the first time. And then I don't know. But yeah, I guess that, then we're talking about a longer movie and it's going to be yeah. it's gonna be messy. Lucy was just greedy. She was like, nope, I'm doing this This is for me. Myself. This is for me. Um, but this movie, I just, the minute it started like with all of this, yeah, this it was just so cute like there's so many things that I want to shout out because I felt like it was done so well and one mm -hmm. of the big things was the music yes I'm I, I wow <laughs> I mean again guys we we don't talk to each other when we watch these things you know like I'm on the other side of the room I'm as far away from Stephanie as possible and so <laughs> this this was such a, a breath of fresh air the music in this film was done perfectly if you ever you know, we, we criticize the music in a lot of these. Too cheesy, too loud, too this, too that. Near flawless here. Near flawless. This is what you want to look at. All you music producers, musicians, conductors. Composers. That's the one. Thank you. Uh, watch this movie. Go ahead. Uh, well, the composer of this movie was Tommy Fields. Bravo, and, Tommy. Bravo. Uh, it's no surprise that he also composed the music for Next Stop Christmas. There you go. Uh, this movie actually had a lot of the same sort of family crew of Next Stop Christmas and The mm. Holiday Spectacular, which was an, a, a spectacular film last year, which you still have not seen. But I think you would have enjoyed that one. That was a really good one. And the, the music was so well done because it wasn't like, it was like done like an old movie. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I loved it so much. Yeah. It, it just worked so well and it added so much to the movie and made it feel so unique and fresh. And I just, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. No, I, a hundred percent. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one of the weird things though uh, that if anyone's been to the Biltmore and, you know, we all highly recommend it that you should go during Christmas candlelight tour. Fantastic. I was so, it was, I was cracking up because when they first show it, there's like no one there. Like the Biltmore is like an, an ant pile of people just all around you at all times. Uh, the, the amount of people that weren't there was just staggering. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you couldn't have it there, but it's just yeah. like, if anyone's <laughs> been, you know what I'm talking about. Those tours you're shoulder to shoulder with people. Like, it's nutty. Yeah, I mean, they had to, like, shut it down to film the movie. So it wasn't going to be just, you know. Those weren't real tourists there? Just well, they may have been. Around. They may have just allowed a few people in. I don't know. Those were the extras that I didn't get to That's be. it. That could have been you. You could have been in there. <laughs> yeah, so that that was a little strange to see because, you know, we know the, the real, really what's up. Yeah. But obviously. A little fun fact for you For the movie. Um, but this movie was so funny like i thought the script was fantastic i you know was giggling throughout i mean it's especially when she finally gets stuck in there and she's in there for good but 
I just the interactions with her and Christopher Plaha, but even just anyone that, you know, has the interactions with her, especially in this whole her figuring out how the magic mm-hmm. works and, you know, the whole thing with Sandra Bullock. I just. Oh, God. Miss Bullock, Miss Bullock. I, are, are you, you really Sandra Bullock? <laughs> I just love it because of the Sandra and obviously because Margaret mentioned Sandra Bullock and. It just so randomly. Well, do you know Sandra Bullock? And then that's who she ends that's up. That's the joke. Because that's in her mind. It's fresh. And so I love that she yeah. is Sandra Bullock for a little while in this movie. But shout out to the writer Marcy Holland for a fantastic script. Yeah. So original and so fun. Um, she wrote one of our favorites from uh, the first year we ever started the podcast, Jingle Bell Bride. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and she also did Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas, which nice. was the Tyler Hines one from last year. But uh, yeah, she's got some some humor uh, in, under her belt. She's got some jokes. She's got some jokes. She's and some I jokes. was here for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to toss some technical, though, because this... Let's get it. This broke my heart. Um, because the lighting just wasn't there for me, guys. I mean, again, it was very high key. It was just lit... Very unusually for me. Um, well, we had two different types of lighting, didn't we? Well, we had two different color temperatures. And so uh, that was probably done in post. So in the present, you have this sort of blue that you picked out. You actually were like, oh, it's blue here. I'm like, you know, because it's cold and in the future and, you know, it's chilly. <laughs> and then you have the warm 1940s, early 50s. Uh, so you can tell a difference when she goes back and forth, which was a really nice touch. But the character lighting here was just not not it. I mean, they just seemed to blast light everywhere, and especially in the Biltmore. And so my theory is is that the Biltmore might have had something been been like, okay, if you shoot here, you have to light it like this because we need to show, you know, the area basically. Do you know what I mean? So it seemed like they just like pumped light into the, these rooms, and I think it was because of that because the Biltmore were like, okay, you have to do this. Is my guess. Because I don't, I don't know why you don't do that, why you don't let the shadows play, why you don't have the rooms a little bit darker, you know, a little bit a little bit moodier, you know, a little bit more romantic. Well, they could have been also been playing up to, like, the old movies. True. Where, you know, there wasn't a ton of bokeh and, or any bokeh, really, um, you know, what we've come to know and love in these Hallmark movies. So maybe that's what they were going for. It did not bother me. I, I didn't see any lighting issues for myself um so it definitely didn't take anything away from me uh that just made me sad but i just wanted to see some like i don't know just especially in the the 40 or when they she goes back in time i just wanted it to be a little bit more atmospheric you know a little bit more moodier there just just a touch more because just the light there just was very distracting to me yeah I mean, they obviously had a big budget I know. for the film, so... So that's why I think it must have been, like, a stipulation. Or, yeah, it yeah, must have or, been a stipulation, yeah. been like... Because I, I feel like this happens a lot. When they go to, a, like, a location like this, like a famous location, the lighting never looks good. It never looks cinematic because I think there's, you know, like, something in the contract being like, you have to light it this way, essentially. Or they couldn't bring certain... Or that, yes, maybe something like that. They can't... Yes, that could be... Yeah, certain ooh. cameras or, you know things Some, so technical can bring, things yeah. in there yeah for you, safety reasons no because there's a lot of like old, you know old history things they have to preserve in there and i don't know no you might be right look at that, that mm. we're figuring it out guys but that, yeah that was my that was my big criticism well it is valid 
Well, let's talk some chemistry. Through the roof. Through the I mean. Golly uh, gee. These yeah. two. Ooh. Buster, let me tell you. I was on the trolley for these two. I mean, <laughs> they were the cat's pajamas and the bee's knees. I love these two together. Yeah. You know, I love when they're doing this sort of, I guess it's like a walk and talk time. Well, they're on the bench. Well, that's they're getting to know each other. Talk. They always use the bench. And the talking walk and talk. about, you know, their stories, him, you know, they're them losing their parents. Mm-hmm. And um, I love this whole like his first movie that he was in. And then he asks what her favorite movies is, movie is. And she's like, <laughs> Wagons West. Um, That's so clever. And this little, this little scene with the questions where he's like, oh, are you a cat or dog? And she's like, meow. And like the way she answers his questions. Oh, my God. I don't know if any of this was ad-libbed or if this was all scripted. But goodness gracious, it just flowed so well. It had me smiling ear to ear. It was hard to take notes because it I was, was just engrossed in the chemistry and the acting of these two. I was not taking notes for a while watching the movie. And then I was like, oh, no, I need to be taking notes. I was so immersed. I was so into it. I was so happy. This rarely happens when we just, you know, every, maybe like every three, I'd say maybe there's like three movies a year where it's very difficult for us to take notes. Yeah. And sometimes like I just am like, I'm going to wait for a second viewing to take notes because I really just want to enjoy this. I mean, I'm looking forward to going back. Oh, I'm sure we've missed some stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. The conversations here, uh, the dialogue was just next level, and they really kind of leaned into the uh, the late fifties, early or the late forties, early fifties sort of lingo. One of the lines that Palaha says, "You lost me, bright eyes. I'll need a map to find my way back." Like, guys, that is that is next. You, you don't understand. I I am addicted to the uh, the late forties and the early fifties. Like it it fills me with such joy. <laughs> It, it is my my comfort blanket, you know? I, I wear fedoras. I like to dress up in suits. You know, it's just, it's, I love it. I, I'm a huge fan of film noir, and this, oh my gosh, it was, oh my gosh, guys, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm gushing here, I'm gushing. Stop me, stop me, stop me. <laughs> well, speaking of the 1940s and the, the clothes, oh. uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention the costume designer. Please do, especially for, for her. Golly. Golly gee, man. Her, her uh, outfits, next level, guys. So good. It felt They felt so authentic to the time period. I mean, I, I didn't live in that time period, but I assume they, they were very authentic. Um, yeah. And uh, so shout out to Keith Nielsen, who... He also had uh, did costuming for Next Stop yep. Christmas, Holiday Spectacular. He did costumes for Mystic Christmas, which is one of our favorite of ours. Um, and Where Are You Christmas? So he is uh, the big up and coming or he's here. He has arrived. <laughs> I was going to say. Costume no, designer for, for Hallmark. Recently, we saw he was uh, featured in the New York Times. And so bravo to him. Such a fantastic job, uh, so much so that we have to have him come on the podcast. Yeah. And so he will be a guest coming up soon where we are going to talk to him all about 1940s Pleated costumes. pants. Ham all have, about the pleated pants. Have a, t- a time. I need to know. Uh, well, I, I'll save it. I'll save it for our interview because I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. I'm sorry. This guy's... You guys have got to watch this movie. So... 
the piano scene. I was about to say. I, I, uh, you're, we're in sync. We're in sync because we. Uh, I wrote duet. The duet. Yes. This. Jingle bells. Oh, my God. This scene, y'all. I mean, I know they could both sing. I definitely knew Bethany Joy could sing. I believe Palaha has sung in a movie or two before. This, oh my gosh. Oh, man. So cute. We get an almost kiss, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, how do you not kiss during Jingle Bells? Well, this was a special rendition of Jingle Bells. I've never thought of Jingle Bells as a romantic <laughs> song, but. I just, I keep wanting to talk like, but, but golly gee, man. Boy, howdy. Boy, can't. Oh, Busta, this was the, the most romantic Jingle Bells rendition I've ever seen. <laughs> I couldn't stop smiling. It was amazing. Um, and, you know, I love this whole, like, high five. She's teaching him oh, how yeah, to high five. That's great. <laughs> oh, man, I want to go watch it again right now. I, I don't know. We're talking. It's like, all right, let's hurry up and finish this so we can put it back on. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, that scene especially. That that might go down as one of my top ten favorite Hallmark scenes. It, it's it's up there for me. It was so sweet, um, and even the little details. Like you even brought this up when they get into the, his car. Uh, she goes to put on the seatbelt, and obviously there's not there's no seatbelts. And so the little details like that really really were uh, captivating. And I'm glad you called that out. Yeah, I didn't have said that. It was a really great detail. Um, I mean, I don't think we need to bring out the. You guys know if you're. You're fans of the podcast. I do like to whiteboard out when we ever we talk about time travel or parallel dimensions, which surprisingly come up often in Hallmark movies. But I think for this one, it's, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, um, it hap all happens because she goes back. You know, it's, it's very uh, circular here. Like she causes everything. She th this just you know what I mean? Like there's one timeline, basically. Yes. And it, I, I love it when it's like that. When it's not complicated. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still a little, but when she figured it out and then you're like, oh my gosh, like just the, the, the ripple effect of what you realize, what she did and like the things that ha already happened. But then she realizes like, oh my gosh, that was because of me Yep. and you're realizing it too. And it's just, it's so much fun. Time travel is so much fun and I'm so happy. And like you said, who would have thought that it would be such a prominent storyline in Hallmark movies now? But I think they know that they're fun. There is a big fan base for it, and we love it. Well, yeah. I mean, what's what's cool too is that this one's a little bit different because usually, like in Back to the Future, you know, Marty is changing things, right? She can't change anything because it's already happened. So no matter what she does, it's going to happen out like it happens, which is really fascinating. So it's not really the Back to the Future time travel where you can interfere because. This is, it's already happened. So I, I like that because you, you rarely see something like that. Is this the bootstrap paradox? This is the bootstrap paradox. Look yes. at you. This Look at you. That's, yeah, that's because great. she was always meant to go there. She already for, did. She, yes. <laughs> she already did. But she didn't, you know, in her present, she doesn't know yeah. that. If you guys want to, if you guys want to do a, a fun uh, Wikipedia rabbit hole dive, look up the bootstrap paradox and it, it'll blow your mind. It's, it's a really good one. Uh, but yeah, good. Very good. Yeah. Bootstrap. Thank you. So we get a, a before end kiss and yeah, I, I just going to keep saying I love, cause I just loved everything. This was, it was 
Okay, you know how I am when I like dissect the kisses. Obviously, I have my rating. Yep, you're up next to the screen with your pen this and paper. Movie, I just did a review for Christmas Island on my little written reviews. If you haven't seen it, I there's some there's some good kissing Yo, in that movie. Spoiler alert! That was a blazing inferno. That kid. was a blazing oh. inferno. It's not spoiler. It's up. It's on the it's on the <laughs> the Instagrams, but. This was not a blazing inferno kiss, okay? But what I loved about it, it was done like an old movie kiss. Yeah. Where they just kind of like smush their faces together. And it was perfection because I knew what they were doing. But I mean, there was some steam behind it. It wasn't like fully like an old movie kiss because a lot of the old movie kisses are just kind of like there. Yeah. And they just kind of smush their faces together. With, while they're holding their cigarettes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was this, except there was some steam behind it. So I was a fan. I absolutely loved it. I rated Sparks for this mid-movie kiss. But like um, a Sparks Plus because they were trying to do something. Like the old days. Yeah, it, yeah. I give that nod to it because it was a great detail. Um, and I appreciated that. Yeah. That's what they were going for. Well, you know, now that I think about it, there wasn't a lot of smoking in this movie. I don't think there was any smoking in this movie. This, I don't think there's smoking ever in Hallmark. Even when they go back and that's crazy. Yeah, because back in the I mean, everyone would be smoking cigarettes on that set. Have you ever seen a cigarette in a Hallmark movie? I think not. No, yeah, that's crazy. Huh. Okay. So that was maybe the only not you know yeah i mean that's that's fine it, but, but it's just you know just thinking about it i was like wow yeah no one was smoking we can't get the kids on the <laughs> nicotine <laughs> but let's talk about the party sure i mean this is where they have the kiss but her dress man again keith what up you know what you're doing her hair oh my gosh the hair the ring like the way it was pinned up I mean, even throughout the whole movie, there's this one, which we're going to need to talk to Keith about it. There's this one headpiece that yep. uh, Ava wears, the other actress in the movie, where, oh my gosh, I don't even know what that's called. We, we will, like, we're going to get deep dive. This is going to be a fun one. It was fantastic. But we get this line where Palaha says, and maybe I'm paraphrasing because I don't know if I got it exactly right. But basically, I feel like I've always been meant to know you. And he's right. Yeah. And he's right. And then she's like, I wasn't expecting you. Yes, that was great. That oh, was great. my gosh. This scene, like, because she realizes, like, I have to go. I am yeah. falling in love with a man from the past. This I, cannot be happening. And really, that's sort of the conflict here, which is not stupid. It, it makes sense for the movie. We all know it's coming. Like it, it's done beautifully. You know, this is something that, that makes sense. Um, which I loved, you know, because it's not, it basically, it's the type of conflict that doesn't make the audience feel like an idiot, you know? Yeah. I never felt like an idiot. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of times I do though, when it comes to time travel. Yeah. I mean, time travel is wacky. It's a wacky time. Yeah. But we get more ki We get another kiss because she's leaving. These kisses, oh my god, they're so old school. I'm like <laughs> living Take for notes. it. Take notes. I want to. I this movie really made me want to go watch a bunch of old black and white films. Yeah. Um, like the Lighthouse, I totally agree. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's another podcast. Another. <laughs> the way she she, she grabs oh she grabs his coat, in this kiss where she like grabs the la the lapels. Yeah. And. That's why people wore coats, so you can grab the lapels. I, I mean, know. It worked. Uh, it was... Uh, mm. Well, let's... 
you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the ending. Let's pull it back from the romance. Let's talk about this ending here because this this just didn't didn't fit for me. If you have the chance to go back to 1947, you stay there. You don't you don't come back. Why why would you ever come back? Why would he leave that? You know, does he think the future is all flying cars? I'm sorry, it's not. It's not. It's cell phones and a pandemic and you know, it's not great. So I, I, that really bothered me that she left to go back. And I guess, I mean, she has a sister. They kind of had that sister in the beginning. So she has, you know, a family. But still, I mean, man, what, what about you? Did you feel that at all? Would you have stayed? Would you have stayed? For I, him? <laughs> to get away from this? I would not have stayed. I mean, for Jack Houston... Yeah. I would have been like, babe, you're coming with me. I would not have stayed in 19. I think, you know, I mean, as much as like the clothes and all were cool, yeah. like you just, we, they don't have the technology, the things that we have now. I don't know that I could go back to the, the that way of living. Oh my gosh. I, I would me, love personally. it. I would love it. I mean, if I could get rid of my cell phone right now, I, I would, I, I definitely would. I mean, the idea of just, you know, just being out there, just walking down the street with a fedora and a, and a trench coat and solving crimes and, ah, oh, man, lovely. Is that, is that what everyone did in 1940? Yeah, crimes? I mean, the world wars are over, you know? The only thing they had to worry about was the Red Scare and surprise, surprise, everything's fine after that, you know? <laughs> um, but, oh my gosh, yeah, the con, this, I didn't, I didn't mind the ending, but this, I have to talk about this heartbreaking scene where she runs out, obviously he comes after her Ugh. and she's in the truck, she finds the, the uh, hourglass hourglass magic hourglass <laughs> christmas magic hourglass which is cracked because of her like it's just so I cool know. it's so cool well i also think she doesn't realize does she realize at this point that she has caused everything that has come to pass know. because i think she feels like she has to leave because she can't change the future like she's yeah. like and she also is like well he's gonna die we yeah. have this information that he dies a year later and, you know, she tries to warn him, which that was really clever what they did with that. Yeah. But this scene where she's seeing him come to her and she, oh, I would have had to do the same thing. Like she can't even look at him and she has to mm. like close her eyes to flip it to go back. To go and back to what? It just killed me. I mean, she's got a great job. Again, she has a family. She, you know, her sister, she's got, she's got things. I guess. I mean, here's I mean, here's what you do. You write a letter to your sister back in 1947 and say, hey, I vanished, but surprise, surprise, I'm really happy here. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And I'm wearing a hat. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm, she could just start dressing like that if she likes the clothes so much. I, I mean, they're, it's still out there. Oh, my gosh. They play the Judy Garland have yourself a merry little oh, Christmas man. at when they're both this. Well, how did you feel about this technically? Because I loved it. The the split screen mm -hmm. showing them both walk into their rooms and fall on the bed. Were yeah, you a I fan of that? I was. I, I didn't like how he's smiling though. I kind of I didn't understand. And maybe we'll get that on the second the second watch why he was kind of smiling. She is in tears. Yeah, she's devastated. Um, I think he's just like, what just happened? Yeah. Like this woman disappeared right in front of me. Like he's just, ha I think he's just like, uh, you know, happy of this magical time that he just had. 
Um, and maybe in his mind, he's like, I'm going to find out how to get back to her. So he's just happy to think he might see her again. I don't know. Mm. I'm probably reaching, but that's what my hopeful, hopeful, sure. hopeless, romantic, uh, heart thinks. No, it was a great scene. Um, yeah, no, I, I love that. And obviously we have to talk about the cameo here. Cameo. So funny. So <laughs> What funny. cameo, kid? So funny. I mean, just... Oh, man. It was spoiled for me, sadly. It wasn't for me. Thank you for not spoiling it. We watched this movie the day after it aired. So I saw all the posts on online. Um, so it was spoiled for me, but I did not spoil it for you. Thank you. And it was still really fun to see because I didn't know what when they were going to be in the movie or what they were going to be. I just saw that they were going to be in it. But Wes Brown, Rachel Boston. Oh, my God. This line. This is going to be better than Check It to Christmas, which... By the way, is it's one a of our great, favorites. It's a great movie. Um, <laughs> it's a really good. But one. it just felt it was so meta. Like they're uh, they're actors in a Hallmark movie. Like in the like it was just yeah, yep. I loved it. So you know we do get the one year later, which she leaves, and I was like, oh my gosh, like a whole year. She goes a whole year, you know, pining for this man that she mm. assumes she's never going to see again. She might have moved she on. Still has she could have a watch. boyfriend. She oh have my a boyfriend. god! When I realized like she still has his watch. No, the watch thing was pretty pretty sad when she when she had that out there and yeah that did get me when you see the watch on her. But she gets the opportunity. So we talk about the the Star Trek guy who gives her the opportunity to go back. Yeah. He's like, I figured you'd want to see it. I don't understand why it took a year for him to because ask her to want to go back. It was remember it was going around the Smithsonian. They were doing a. A tour with it for, for a, a year. whole year yeah for a year Gosh. yeah that's usually what happens sometimes i would longer. have tracked that thing i would have followed i've been been on that tour with that hourglass any chance i could get just, flip, just, flipping <laughs> that thing over well i don't know why she never turned it on its side either like i mean that's what you do is once you're there you just flip it on its side so you're you're permanently there until you flip it back over yeah well she had a deadline she had to get that script in that's and true get that movie fair made. enough fair enough you know wes and rachel they have schedules they you know fair enough uh so she says goodbye and she chooses not to do it. Now this, it kind of confused me a little bit. I feel like she's just, well, I just need to let it lie. But she yeah. seems so happy for him to give her the opportunity and then she doesn't take it. She did, Yeah, she doesn't do anything with it. I, I was confused by this too. Um, but I think it is better that way that he comes to her. Yeah. And I did love this aspect, aspect of it um, that, you know, he gives up everything for her um because he loves her now normally hear me out is if you listen to the podcast normally yeah i know you're gonna i do not love the word love coming up after like knowing someone for a day yeah i know i am a hopeless romantic but that does not seem believable it never feels believable yet this did feel believable to me because they're they're all playing off of the old school movies and that's yeah. what happened and times were way different back in the day people did get married after a day and the connection was so real too yeah. and just yeah they you, you felt like they were soulmates you felt yeah. like there was destiny because it was yeah time uh, and space like work to bring them together yeah and so it, it made sense I'm, I'm glad they did it and you, we know that they're going to be together forever, which is really cool. Yeah, and the way they like push for the happy ending in the movie, and then we get a happy ending, obviously, because it's Hallmark. But I love those, you know, stick with me, kid. I'll show you around. <laughs> I love that they threw that there in the end. 
I felt like it seemed like the tiniest bit rushed. Like, because yeah. in my mind, she doesn't actually meet him till pretty, I don't maybe 20 minutes into the movie. I don't know. And I'm thinking, how is all of this going to happen? How are they going to, like, meet and go through this and fall in love and then her come back? There's a lot of setup, and I don't know if we needed some of that. Like, yeah. the thing with the sister and just some of the other stuff, I, you could have cut out some of the, and I mean, this is all editing, right? This is what the editors and the directors have to decide. You basically cut out some of the, early stuff to give more tail at the end. And so I wish I wish we had had more tail to just kind of wrap it up in a little bit better. So your big thing with the end though was that she didn't stay or he didn't stay. Yeah, they don't go the back. They, they just stay in 2023. Well, at least they're together. That's true. You can be in any time with them and they'll, they'll be fine. But, but you would have rather it be Oh, 100%. Force, yeah. 100%. I mean, what I mean, maybe it's just me, but you know, we'll ask our listeners out there. What What do you guys, what would you guys do? Would you stay in 1947 or would you stay in 2023? You know, that's the question. I'm going to, I'm going to pose it to y'all out there. Pose it. It's posed. Um, but we do get an end kiss. It's lovely. I've rated it sparks again. It's a, it's another nice kiss. Yep. We get a, we get a zoom out, you know, and I, I could, I just, yeah, I couldn't believe how special this movie was. And I'm so glad that it didn't disappoint um, you know, when you're waiting and it's surpassed, have, I had such high expectations for this movie and I was so pleased Same. with it. Yeah. 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 My only note is that I, f- I maybe wanted a little more from the ending, but at the same time, like I'm not mad at it. I, I still en- really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Bigger. That was built more Christmas. Um, yeah, you can tell we're, we're gushing here. It's, it's something special. So please, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It definitely makes me want to go back. To Biltmore. And to Biltmore Christmas. To both. To watch the movie. <laughs> <To both. laughs> um, Let's watch the movie at the Biltmore somehow. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? But yeah. Oh, they should have done like a screening. They there, probably already did. Are they, they're going to. They should. We'll write a note. But please, guys, let us know what you think about the film. Uh, we're on Instagram. We also have our fun little Facebook group where we chat all things Hallmark. Um, you know, let me know. Let me know what you thought. Let us know uh, if you would just stay in 1947 or maybe go back in 2023. And make sure to look out, look up the uh, old bootstrap paradox. Yes. And tell us how much your brain hurts after you read about it. Please do. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for listening. Make sure to give us a rating or review if you are on listening on Apple or Spotify. We really appreciate it. And, yeah, we'll be back. I believe our next, we decided to throw this one in first because we couldn't wait to talk about it. But Santa Summit is the one that won our poll so we will be coming back. We will be coming up next. We will. What? You got it. You're there. We will be coming back with that one next. There you go. Um, since it won the poll. And it seems to be most people's favorite movie of the year. So Which is I crazy don't know. Because I have. I'm just going to say it right now. My expectations are low. Yeah. I didn't have. I really didn't expect anything for that movie. I didn't have any sort of feelings I didn't, they, about they're it. They're low. Um, But now they're kind of high because the way everyone's been talking about it. So hope you guys didn't uh, pump this one up for no reason. Um, But we will let you know next week for that one. And oh, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone, because this is right after Thanksgiving. So, yes, hope Hope you all had a a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoying the holiday season. Mm -hmm. We still have to get our tree. We we have all our decorations up. We just need to. We have our fake tree up. We have our Balsam Hill tree. up. Shout out Balsam. Uh, but we are going to get the the real one this weekend, so it's coming along. We're right on time. 
Yeah, but we hope all of your eggnogs are flowing and <laughs> your trees are trimming. There you go. And we really appreciate you and we'll be back. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you.